Welcome to Soulistic Hope with your inside out therapist. We're so excited to be here with you today. We're going to share our hot mess life stories with coffee stains on our shirts and a whole lot of laughter. All while pursuing holistic growth. Often the journey of transformation can feel upside down and also inside out. We're two therapists who love to empower people from the inside to the outside. I'm Lindsay, a clinical psychotherapist. I'm Miriam, a licensed occupational therapist and nutritionist. We would love to have you join us as we unravel practical life strategies with our professional insights. Providing some solistic steps to get started. Connecting, connecting through communication. We think this is so important, uh, really essential for how we interact with the people around us, right? Yeah, this is all the people around us. This is all of our our friends, our family, uh, partners, um, co-workers, anyone you can really think of that you have a relationship with and you want to connect more using better communication. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to kind of dive into different dimensions of how we connect with the people around us. We're going to look at kind of the, the mental piece of that, the mindset and perspective, how different people view that. Um, we're going to look at the, the body aspect, aspect with like body language and so many different things that in, um, affect our communication and connecting, as well as, of course, the soul and the emotions and all of those things. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about our perspectives. And yeah, how we stories. communicate, how we... Um, like other people to communicate with us or um, how we like to be heard, I guess, in that same regard uh, in in our own perspective, I guess. Yeah. I think that's one thing that is going to come up a lot in this series is how each individual does see things from a different perspective and communicate in different ways, have different understandings of things. And so I think that's important to know. And then for us, just kind of sharing our little stories that connect and different things we've learned along the way in our journeys. So, so Lindsay, tell us a little bit about you. So yeah, my, um, I always like to go and kind of lean from the perspective of the Enneagram when I'm talking about just like in a generalization of my um, communication style um, or the way I like to communicate or I have noticed regarding my communication. So, you know, eights, the the challengers, they can be far more like direct and blunt and raw and honest and they can hurt people's feelings is just the reality of it is when you come off that in that way, um, your point is to be honest and direct and to not beat around the bush and to not um, kind of flower it, but just in it not really taken personally, right. if that makes sense. Right. And so one of the things that I had to continuously and continuously still work on is the way in which I communicate with others hard things. 
of having more care and sensitivity and compassion and thoughtfulness and intentionality about the words that I use and the way in which I use them. Um, for me, communicating with others, I had to really learn to like slow down. Mm. Um, because the way that my brain works, I'm just spitting it off. As, as soon as it comes to my mind, I'm like shooting yeah. it out there and seeing what lands. <laughs> I think a lot of us do that. Sometimes I do that too. Yeah, <laughs> that's true, right? Like it just kind of yeah. not necessarily filtering that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that a lot of us can or are learning is that like taking more time to process through a little bit yeah. instead of just kind of having that react, whatever that reaction might be yeah. and, and kind of just yes. yeah. full to, blast into to whatever. Fair, you're yeah. right. I think slowing down <laughs> but, is, is but. a part of it for everyone, really. Communicating yeah. and um, really yeah. communicating what you're wanting to communicate and not necessarily your reaction mm-hmm. to things. Um, but one of my tendencies was to, and can be, to stand up for injustice but in a way that's like, very harsh and direct and forward. And so, um, yeah, that's how I typically, I I think, used to communicate. And so now I really try to put some just tenderness on it. And the biggest thing that I do is I take time. um, Like if someone emails me and I have an initial reaction, I give that initial reaction space and air, and I'm like, I'll just sit on this for a minute. If it's not an emergency, and I don't need to respond right away, I'll let me just air this one out. Because I would much rather communicate what I want to communicate rather than it being lost because of the way I communicate it. Right. Someone I know that is also an eight that is close in my family. Um, we always say like, it's not the, it's not what you're communicating. What you're communicating is right and true. It's the way in which you're doing it. And so mm-hmm. that really resonated with me of just thinking about my experience with that person and how other people probably experience me. Mm, yeah. And I think you know, as a perspective, being friends with you for quite a long time, <laughs> I think that you've actually done well with that and learned that pretty well in in my perspective Um, but you know my personality or whatever it is I don't mind directness usually yeah it's not as long as it's not like obviously attacking or something like that right Mm -hmm. usually it's not a a big concern for me but um, I guess I come from the six Enneagram perspective and I in conflict funny enough I kind of lean towards the five which is kind of interesting so if you know anything about that that would be the more analytical um style so what I tend to do when there comes to be some sort of disagreement or trying to communicate about a particular whatever is going on I want to analyze all the different perspectives on it and try to find the best possible solution that I can. <laughs> yeah. So I attempt to gather as much information as is possible, which for most people that's like way too much information. <laughs> like, are you curious about what they're saying? Like if someone's communicating with you or you're communicating with them, you're trying to give all the information? I'll try to give all the information and find as much information as I can as given Mm. whatever time constraints or whatever is going on. Uh, So generally, so that's a little bit maybe not super common for a six, but generally if you are in 
uh, the six Enneagram category, which by the way, if you're hearing this and you're like, what are they talking about? <laughs> Go back to our episode. I think it was episode two. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of give more of a background on what in the world is the Enneagram and why it is a helpful tool for lots of different things. So go back and listen to that and, uh, or reach out. We can refer you to different books and, and resources and things. Um, so with the six tends to be focused on, uh, seeing the potential concerns or issues with a situation or circumstance, mm. whatever is going on, and trying to find ways to mitigate that or prevent those problems or mm. concerns from happening. So do you think you so, go into like a problem solving when you're communicating, like initially, like problem solving or finding solutions and having... And seeing if other people can help you find those solutions when you communicate? I think so. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, so, again, I don't mind the directness because right. directness can help solve problems. Directness mm-hmm. helps get to the solution usually like a little bit quicker. Chase, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, unless it's obviously combative and, you know, yeah. insulting or something. Right. That can be mm-hmm. problematic. Um, and then I tend to have a delayed processing of the emotional components of, of like a thing, which is very funny and interesting. So yeah. maybe like a week later, I might stub my toe and be like, oh my gosh, why am I so upset? And then I'm like, oh, I have like all these things that have been just sitting there waiting for me to process them. Oh, right. <laughs> so kind of like putting them away of of the conversation a feeling can come up but rather than communicating those feelings putting those aside and then just communicating the things that need solutions I'm focused on the solutions for the most part as much as I can be Uh, and then yeah (laughs) delayed uh, processing so it's kind of a little bit unusual but so that's me and um, so one of the things that we were kind of talking about is that it's helpful to consider, you know, the, the people that you're communicating with or connecting yeah. with and right. how are they viewing the situation, the right. circumstance, what is their communication style? And then with like the Enneagram, one of the books that we love is the Becoming Us by Beth McCord. And they specifically break down for each of the different personality types. There's like common conflict activators, which... Right. I think are like triggers really right? helpful. Yeah. Um, so kind of like things that will trigger a reactive response for different personalities. And then there's typical communication styles for each one as well. So what are yours? So have? for me, the common conflict activators, um, I agree with a lot of the ones they talk about, which is like being blindsided or betrayed or manipulated. Like no one, no one likes that pretty much. But an eight, right, for for me, I guess, it's how do I like to be heard? And I, I really have a hard time if I'm being minimized or if what I'm saying is being lost by how I'm saying it, which I'll do my best to try to cushion it, but at least in some point acknowledge what I'm trying to say. If you can hear that much, right? Like if you know that I'm an intense person, which I can totally be intense, um, are you are you getting the area in which I'm saying? And I can try to like tone it down and I try to do my best in doing that for just the care of others and knowing how intense I can come across. But if that's all you hear, I definitely have to take a step back and kind of go uh, regroup and then try to come at it at a different approach. 
But if it's the minimizing or dismissing or not really mirroring back what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, the other thing is I, if I'm looking for compassion or I'm looking for, I don't know, just kind of to be heard in a space, um, I typically will try to ask for that. Like, hey, I'm just looking for some acknowledgement in the space. I'm not looking for like problem solving or solutions or for you to tell me what to do better so I don't feel that way. I just typically want to be heard and so I'm, I'm yeah. just sharing just to, to be known. Yeah. And so that's what allows me to feel connected. So easy, yeah. it's something su super easy as like, I hear that that frustrates you in X, Y, Z. And I'm like, yes. And immediately yeah. feel connection. Yeah. And yeah, not like solving it, but just acknowledging it. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting and helpful, you know, in, you know, when we're understanding the people around us that, you know, one person may need a solution to a problem. Yeah. One person might, the solution doesn't even matter because they just want to feel heard and understood and seen, right? Yeah. You know, or, you know, I, other people that I'm close with, th it's about doing things the right way and doing mm -hmm. them the best and right way and the most efficient the way. The most efficient, the, the right way. Mm -hmm. And so all the other things that, don't connect to that are not as important for that person, you know? Right. So the way that they're going to communicate with me and the way that I communicate with them mm -hmm. is going to be more focused on that. And it may be, some areas may be more challenging and some areas may be easier depending on what it is that yeah. we're talking about or communicating about. Do you find so, that it is easier to communicate with certain numbers? You know, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it's that way for a lot of different personalities. Like I, right. I do think when you read more into like the Enneagram, you see that there are like three of them that are more mind focused, mm -hmm. kind of logical, um, mm -hmm. more logical focused and, th uh, three of them that are kind of more heart or emotion focused. Mm -hmm. I think it was, and three of them that are more, um, intuitive, kind of and in gut. intuitive yeah. instinct kind of focused, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, so to speak. So I, I do feel like uh, the those the three that are like have that in common connected a little easier right like communicate a little and, easier you know there are also some numbers that are specifically relational numbers yeah and the and the people that are more relational uh, I think present communication in a more gracious and compassionate way because their goal is connection yeah whereas some other numbers that's not their goal like, my goal yeah. when I'm communicating is not typically to connect. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's not like, oh, if I communicate this thing, I can connect with you. Mm. I, I think sometimes... What was your goal or what would be your... Yeah, your I think it depends. Yeah. But sometimes my goal is to get things done. Yeah. Or sometimes my goal is to not have that feeling come up again. And so let's handle this now so okay. it doesn't have to come up in the future. Right. Right. right? It's like yeah. kind of proactive, I guess. So sure. my goal, I think, can, I can forget about the connection part because my number is more of like an independent number. Mm -hmm. And not that each number can be more independent than others, but I think that's kind of my default. Sure. Um, sure. But I do love connection and I want connection. And so I have to be more mindful of that, of being really intentional about connecting with the people that I care about. Yeah. 
and not so goal oriented. Yeah. I guess. And I think sometimes that I struggle with that too. In a, in a moment of of more intensity of really trying to address something, yeah, that might be. I think I tend to be you know focused on let's find the solution right, and then we'll worry about the rest later. Yeah. So that we can continue to move forward together in whatever it is you know yeah. whatever the situation might be. Whereas you know sometimes it's good to slow down a little and mm-hmm. focus more on the connecting. And yeah. sometimes that doesn't come as naturally to certain right. personalities. So we, we work on that. We grow we in those work areas. On that. I think acknowledging but. it for ourselves, like where we are in communication, yeah. knowing um, how we can be perceived while we communicate yeah. uh, are, are big parts of kind of allowing those spaces to grow yeah. and create more compassion and connection. Yeah. I was once in a team leadership meeting and I was asked by, uh, it was a pastor, I think, how would you like to hear criticism? <laughs> have you ever been asked that? No one wants to hear criticism. <laughs> I'm just I, I, have you ever been asked that question, like an interview or I something? I think I have, yeah. I don't remember, but it's a long time ago, yeah. It, well, it caught me off guard because yeah. I was like, I don't know how I want to hear that. You're but like, I thought, mm-hmm. what a useful tool. Hmm. Yeah. I thought, how yeah. wise of you to even ask me how yeah. I would like to hear that. Because he knew at some point that would come up. That I would have to come up. Yeah. Hmm. And I'm like, gosh, that was helpful. Yeah. I, maybe um maybe that would be a good tool that we can see if we can send for our subscribers is a list of like questions to ask yourself related to that related to communication and conflict resolution right um, those kinds of things communication style right and if you're someone that likes to journal you know i think that could be helpful to even after having conversation or an interaction conflict or whatever you want to mm-hmm, call it mm-hmm. to kind of work through like what were things that kind of triggered reaction in me what right. were things that maybe um I was struggling to understand about the other person what were things that I felt like were really important to acknowledge for me or to be understood right. in me mm-hmm. that maybe weren't or could it couldn't mm-hmm. be improved you like know? what did I want to communicate and what did I um, receive or how did I want to be heard in some way that maybe I missed or wanted to do and you know and this is an exercise that I do with a lot of clients yeah. is um, journaling right yeah. is uh, they are also called like honesty letters where we get yeah. it all out there we get all the feelings that come out and then we kind of shift there and be like well that's not exactly what I wanted to communicate right and we kind of just try to figure it out for ourselves but we can also reach out to a friend a good friend that can listen to us process i do this for a couple of my good friends where they're external processors so external processors are when you have to kind of talk about it and you have to get it all out and then have someone ask you questions and kind of go back and forth internal processors are the ones that think about it and mull over it in their mind and kind of shut everyone out I'm my, an husband, in, my husband's like that He's i'm an internal, internal processor yeah i process inside yeah and i'm like i'm processing give me a couple more days i'm still working on it and it's yeah. go and it's all the while it's in my brain just i'm an kinda, external processor yeah um I, my husband and I always joke, like, my brain is a blender. So trying to process something on the inside is a hot mess. Like, like disaster. Cannot process inside. Your brain no is processing. like a blender. I'm just kidding. It's already at the back. No. Uh, especially when it comes to more, like, emotional things. Oh, yeah. Uh, external. Yeah. So, I, so journaling is journaling. one of the best things mm-hmm. that I can do. Um, Reach out to a friend. Or talk mm-hmm. to a friend or, you know, someone that I can ask questions and, like, you know, yeah. you know, talk through yeah. different things. You know, most people I see so, in, in, in therapy yeah. are external processors. Yeah. 
they just like to get it all out. And the ones that aren't right there, it's a little bit harder to dig in. I'm like, come on, let's pull it out. Let's get it out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel about my poor husband. Thankfully I have some wonderful friends that I can talk to because sometimes he's like, okay, what do you, what do you want me now? What? He doesn't know like what questions that I love you, honey, if you're listening. Um, you know, it, so, you know, those are things and those are more things that can be thought through too is communicating those needs yeah. in, um, in connecting and conversations yeah. with the people around you, you know, family or whoever it might be is, you know, I really need to be understood in this, or I would really appreciate some, you know, compassion in this area right. or acknowledgement, you know? And so even, you know, writing down some of those things on how, you know, practicing, almost like practicing, you like yeah. how you're going to communicate what you need from the other person. Yeah. So know. my answer to this guy, this pastor, oh, my yeah. answer was a compliment sandwich. So give me something real good that I'm doing nice that you like. Then tell me the critique, the yes. meat. Yeah. Then go ahead and follow it up with another compliment about my capacity to be able to do it or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, okay, good. All right. And he's yeah. writing it down. And I, yeah. and I think I heard it somewhere because I'm yeah. like, I actually mm-hmm. don't actually need a compliment I'm not sandwich. Really sure, but <laughs> I think for me, I need very clear direction. Yeah. And specific detail about what you're looking for and what you need. So I need clear yeah. communication. Right. I need specifics. I need goals. I need right like yeah. that's yeah. more of actually what I need. Sure. I also need a space for me to give my feedback about why that's difficult to do or why whatever yeah. it is, even if it's whether it's an excuse or a reason, uh, just a safe place, safe place to mm-hmm. kind of um, yeah. be able to communicate that. Yeah. And so yeah. my first reaction was just this thing that I heard. <laughs> but then it made me think about like, okay, how do I want? And yeah. I think that's kind of still a work in progress. Yeah. Of figuring out what works best. But really it's just kind of space for feedback yeah. Yeah. and directness. And I think that those that's really good to to think about and acknowledge is the different ways that we process things, the different ways we receive things. Everyone is different, you know. Do we need to take time and space, you know, to process through things? Or do we need to talk to someone, you know, a safe space to talk to someone or whatever that might be? Um, And acknowledging those things, being Mm. aware and acknowledging those things. Um, I think for me, you know, with like receiving criticism and that kind of thing, it would be, it is helpful to receive, to have like an acknowledgement that I know that this was your intention. This was your your intentions, um, yeah the heart behind what you were doing mm. and that, you know, this isn't this is an area that might need improvement, da, 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 whatever it is, but still direct, mm-hmm. but like an understanding and appreciation for the, the heart behind the Your intent motivation. behind mm-hmm. the motivation behind what I was doing that, um, I don't know, for some reason, I think that that really helps. That's interesting. You know, which is interesting. Yeah. You know? Um, but still fairly direct, you know, right. You know? But anyways, yeah. So hopefully this was helpful for you guys today. We're excited yeah. to, to dig more into <laughs> connecting and communicating and this this journey. It is a journey. I think I feel like it's a lifelong process. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. Communication is not just a lifelong journey of how we communicate to others, but in each relationship is different of how we communicate to each 
relationship we have and connection we desire and the level of connection. Right. There's different types of mm-hmm. people we work with. There's family, there's marriage and spouses and right. all those, you know, different ones. So, yeah. So, should we talk about our symbolic plants? Yes, let's talk about the plants. So, we have um, the rubber plant, which is so fitting for this because I actually bought one of these for my husband, which is about connection. I'm a plant lady, and so um, I said, hey, you want to do this thing with me and kind of get involved with these plants? And he's like, yeah, I want my own plant. Um, And so, I got him the rubber plant. Um, the symbolism behind it is um, important memories and friendliness, abundance, and happiness, and wealth. And so I thought that that would be a great um, plant to kind of start nice. this one off. I love that. I need to get one of those. I don't have one of those. It's currently not doing super great right now. I think it's because it's dry here in Arizona. Mm. But okay, we'll try to bring it bring it back a yeah, little give, bit. Give me some tips when I when I get that plant eventually. I'm I'm slowly growing my collection yeah. and. Keeping them alive, this is a big thing for me. <laughs> my husband and I got the bamboo plant, and right. I learned that it does not need too much sun. I made a mistake and put it in a window, and it needs like it's like a moon plant or whatever. It needs like oh. very minimal, oh, extremely minimal sun. So, learned a lesson there, yeah. <laughs> but also, we have our plant oil, so that is gathering today. We're going to talk a little bit about that one, a beautiful blend that has. Um, some florals like geranium and has also has frankincense as well as royal hawaiian sandalwood ylang-ylang black spruce cinnamon and rose a beautiful beautiful blend that actually helps oxygenate the pituitary gland so that means it connects to our emotions and our endocrine system helps the brain balance it symbolizes and helps with connection, relationships, um, emotional and spiritual level. We talked about those biofrequencies in another episode. Go back. I think that was episode three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go back and learn about the science of biofrequencies. Helps activate um, emotions and on a spiritual level, focus, clarity, peace, balance, uh, grounding, and unity. So, that one is beautiful. If you don't have it, you should get it. And we can't wait till next time. We'll dive a little bit more into more connecting. Yeah. For our solistic steps, we have first just to acknowledge uh, your communication style, how you approach, you know, your perspective in communication interactions, and those conflict activators that you have noticed, those patterns that you have seen with yourself and just having, acknowledging those, being aware of those areas. The second one would be having awareness of those deeper needs for connecting in communication. And then the third thing we think would be to have mindfulness as we communicate our needs, being clear about our needs being acknowledged, heard, valued, those kinds of things, and showing compassion for ourselves and those that we're communicating with. Thank you guys so much for joining in with us today. We love having you along this journey of learning and transformation. 
We would love to have you subscribe. We can send you the list of resources and tools available. And we can't wait to have you next time.